Leafs Nation postgame here, Brent Gunning and Gord Stellick alongside me. Gordo, I was going to save the big celebration for our playoff preview show that we got coming up on Sunday, but congratulations to you. We made it through the NHL's regular season. I truly never thought it would come. I thought we'd be sitting here talking about Game 83 forever, but we're finally here. The next game, the Leafs play, will be in the playoffs. So congrats to you and me, Gordo, for, for getting through the regular season. I'm all I'm all in on the self congratulations. You're right. We've talked about game number 83, and now it actually will be game number 83 starting on Monday. And so tonight, it's funny as we look at this Leafs win uh, in game number 82. And you know, you got your young son Gordon, which I love the name. And um, you know, go back to when you fit, were in high school. I'm trying to think when I was in high school. So high school set ends on say June 28th. And what I learned with my son and daughter is they don't go to school like the last 10 days. Yeah. Like they, they, um, once you know, I, I think I used to go, I think I did go, I, who knows what. So this is what this game has become. This has become like the supply teachers there. Like look around the NHL, like the Florida Panthers keep a goalie in to get massacred and Jake and, and Jake Johansson yeah. in, uh, Jonas Johansson in against Montreal just so he, cause they need him to play more than 30 minutes. So he won't become an unrestricted free agent. So you saw a lot of that in tonight's game before when the Leafs did not, you know, all announced all the players that weren't playing and then added Tavares to the list. And you're going, okay, are they setting this up to play, hopefully play the Boston Bruins in the playoffs? Like, okay, Bruins, this is your game to win. The, uh, if Tampa Bay beats the Islanders, or excuse me, if the Islanders beat Tampa Bay, Leafs are saying, we'll take on the Bruins. And then Brent, Bruce Cassidy said, anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> and he doubled down. So whatever players the Leafs had, he doubled down. Like, I mean, you imagine people, it was like an exhibition game tonight. And does that mean the Bruins are afraid of the Toronto Maple Leafs? Is that, is, I mean, is that what it means, Brent? Like, you know, that they're setting it up that we want to play you and you've beaten us all the time. And, and then the Bruins decide, no, we're going to, you put a lineup in that probably guarantees we're going to win. We're going to double down and put a lineup in that probably guarantees you're going to win. That was the exact first thought I had, and I love your analogy of the last few days of high school here because, yeah, Bruce Cassidy was definitely wheeling in the TV and going, I don't know, watch a movie or, or something, guys. But Patrice and, and Brad and David, they're, they're not playing tonight because, yeah, it's, it's incredible. And I had the exact same thought. This definitely feels like a Boston team that's ducking the Leafs. Now, look, they can sit here and say, no, no, we just want our guys to be healthy, and it's not about that. You had pretty clear control over who was going to be your playoff opponent. You get one more point than the Tampa Bay Lightning do tonight, and you would have been in control of that being the Leafs uh, as opposed to the Hurricanes. So, no, Gord, I, I had the exact same spot. So, yeah, it's Bergeron, Marshawn, Pasternak, McAvoy, uh, among others, out for Boston. They throw Swayman and Net there. And, yeah, this is uh, – as soon as you saw the rosters for this game, you know, maybe if there's a world where these teams were set up to play each other, there'd be a little message sending or something like that. But but very early on in this one, it was, it, it, you know what it kind of looked like? I'll be at a little less skill level on the ice. It looked like that game, uh, the coldest game ever played at Commonwealth out, outdoors when there was the true no hitter in the NHL when they played it at like minus 30. It kind of felt like that's what this one was going to be early on. Now the physicality picked up uh, a, a little later, but very early on in this one, it was apparent you weren't going to be learning, I, I would say a ton, but I don't know if you learned anything in, in this one at all. Uh, I like one tweet said like William Nylander was a triple A player at a house league game. 
you know, just <laughs> it looks um, like it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, you know, I kind of do. I remember like Matt Stajan played a game years ago that he got called up from St. John's, and you know, it was game number eighty-two, and he played. They were already in the playoffs. He got his first goal. So, um, yeah, this, this, so, so this all happens, and this really happened tonight, and and uh, the playoffs are set, but the playoff positions were not set. So. I, I mean, that's just the message for the drop of the puck. Like, I, I, I just thought the Bruins would, uh, I, I just thought they would, I just thought they would want to play the Toronto Maple Leafs, but uh, they're not going to open at home regardless. But anyway, that's it. Because after that, like, what can you say about the, it's an exhibition game? It is an exhibition lineup. You get a, you get a first goal for first career goal for a Toronto Maple Leaf player. You got a few of those around the league tonight. But yeah, it's. Uh, this is weird. Game number 82 is really game number whatever 10 of exhibition season. Yeah, that's right. Uh, didn't have a long exhibition season this year, so they figured, hey, you know what? Let's tack one more uh, on there at the at the tail end. Yeah, a couple things to pick up there. Uh, Nick Abruzzese, he gets his first goal, his first point. Of course, he had his first point uh, taken back, and, and he should have had it taken back. He was the guy who got caught offside uh, on Spets' goal the other night, and I think that was Washington there. And So it's nice to see him kind of you know get off the schneid there. He had kind of a run of games here, and you know not that it would be a killer for his NHL prospect, or heading into next year, but you don't want to play that many games as he's played. I believe it's up to seven or eight now in the NHL this year and and finish it pointless. So I think for, for him, you know, it's definitely something you can kind of take out of it there. The other thing I'd say I noticed, uh, you know, I think Morgan Riley went about it as perfectly as possible, but I thought he did a great job of, of sticking up for Lilligren with the really cheap and dirty hit uh, by, by Nosek on Lilligren there. And I like Riley, you know, jumping in and doing something while making sure one one, he's not going to get suspended. This wasn't a Matthews cross-check to the head. Or, or two, it was also a scenario where he wasn't going to hurt himself there because, you know, you do want to show, hey, you can't do that to our, our, you know, my teammate or anything like that. But, God, could you imagine Morgan Riley breaks his hand in a fight in this game or something? So I thought i give him full marks for that there. He managed to get in there, and he managed to not get hurt. Well, you know that we talk consistently. We're both huge on Morgan Riley, and uh, uh, I agree. You know, it's funny. When Detroit played Toronto, like McKayev got a bit of an extra shot on Sam Gagne. And you mm-hmm. saw Sam Gagne say, what the F? Like, give me a break. Like, seriously? You want to get hurt? Now, in Detroit's case, he's pissed because they're not going in the playoffs. And he could face a Connor McDavid-type summer from a couple of years ago when he got hurt in game number 82. And this, even though they're playing in the playoffs, I mean, there's kind of these kind of these gentlemen's rules about just, yeah, you know, when the playoffs start, it'll be a whole different thing. But, you know, well, you still even don't want cheap shots there. But... But uh, yeah, the, so it, it really was a cheap shot, and uh, it, w- it was a good. And see, uh, that's the kind of reaction you want from the Leafs, Brent, when we talk about or people that feel they might be soft, there might be other things. I mean, it's not about beating the crap out of someone. It's more about sticking up for a teammate. And, you know, Morgan Riley's not Wayne Simmons or Kyle Clifford. It's just about whoever's on the ice, you know, sticking up for a teammate, sticking up for an injustice. That's that is exactly it. You know, we've always talked about this. Are they tough enough? Are they tough enough? And hey, I love watching Kyle Clifford and Wayne Simmons punch guys in the in the mouth. I love it. It's great. But you're right, Gord. You cannot rely on two guys to be your sheriffs, your cops out there. You need, you know, you need all, you know, 18 skaters kind of sticking up and pulling on the same rope. And you need to be able to do that. And it is not about 
fighting and dropping the gloves every time, but it is about, hey, cross-check, here I am. Don't do that. It's going to be more than a cross-check. And if it really gets bad, you see those two guys on the bench, they would love to have a word with you about it. Like, it's almost like, it's almost like Morgan Riley and guys like that need to be like the welcoming committee when, when something untoward happens. Like, hey, we are going to check that immediately. And if it happens again, you have Simmons, you have Clifford, and, you know, who knows what the lineup will actually look like. But I have a feeling you're going to have uh, one, if not both of those, in uh, at least a couple times. Obviously, uh, with the Leafs finishing up, 5-2 is the, is the final over Boston. So that locks things up. Uh, Boston unable to scratch out a point tonight, which means they will not have one more point than the Lightning. So it will be the matchup we thought. Leafs, Lightning, Gord, we're going to do a big preview uh, of of the series and the the whole NHL playoffs on Sunday. But first thought, are the Leafs, I know know your opinion is it doesn't matter. You got to beat who you beat. But are the Leafs worse off with Tampa as a first-round opponent than Boston, even with all the ghosts of the big bad Bruins and all that stuff? Well, um, it's funny. Everyone's uh, everyone's debated that, and and uh, I, I what I've said. They're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, and our wonderful stats with Steve Fellin has just hammered home that six times since 1967 they've played the defending Stanley Cup champions in a playoff round, and they've lost. Now it's a long time ago. 2001 against the New Jersey Devils was the last time. But the last time they did win was against the Montreal Canadiens in 1967. Again, oh my goodness, bring up 1967. Uh, always, always. <laughs> but, but the but the point the point is, I I'm tired of the excuse. I'm tired of like like if they lose in six or seven hard fought competitive games to the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, I I can I, I, I it will be a bitter pill to swallow, but it will be a bitter acceptable pill to swallow, and that's not is what happened every other series. That's not what has happened at all. And that's the problem. So I don't like already getting ahead of the curve saying, oh my goodness, the luck of the draw. And I'm saying, hey, hey, you had the luck. You had the luck. You had the Columbus Blue Jackets followed by the Montreal Canadiens. So stop the crap, okay? Go out. You got home ice advantage. You, you know, a couple of years ago, we thought this was a team would be competing with the Tampa Bay Lightnings of the world and possibly beating them, you know, to get closer to a Stanley Cup. So do it. Go out and do it. Stop making excuses. Stop making excuses. I answer your question, though. I do think I do think it's a more difficult opponent than the Boston Bruins, and I guess the Boston Bruins feel do they feel the Carolina Hurricanes are an easier opponent than the Toronto Maple Leafs? Like based on their lineup in tonight's game. Anyway, that one I don't quite get. But to answer your question, uh, I answered your question. It took about eight minutes, but I answered your question. Hey, you want to you want to chew clock tonight, Gord? I'm not uh, I'm not going to get upset at you uh, about that. You know, in terms of it, I do think there's something to the fact that the Boston Bruins have been through Freddie Anderson in the playoffs. They have seen this movie before. They know what what has happened with that guy. Now, not to say he's going to roll over. The other part of that is he is banged up. This is not him at 100% like everybody would love to be heading into the playoffs. And, whoa, don't we know how that's gone here before? And the other thing is, look, you know, I don't want to take anything away from Carolina. They are a tremendous team. More times than not, when you watch them play, you find yourself really, really impressed. But... When you look at high-end talent, the Leafs just have more of it, flat out. I mean, they have the best, the guy in the league who's had the best season in Matthews. They have, you know, the guy riding shotgun with them in Marner, who for all intents and purposes is a 100-point guy this year. Like, I I think it's 
it's a little hard for us because we're so thick in the weeds of it. But when you do step back and say, yeah, I do think Carolina is probably a uh, a taste a more tasty opponent, despite them winning their uh, or winning winning their division uh, and the Leafs finishing uh, second in in theirs. So I, uh, I I I think Boston has all the outs in the world, saying we just didn't want guys to get hurt. But I don't know how you can look at it and say uh, anything else. So the playoffs are are, are set in the East: uh, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Washington, Florida, Boston, Carolina, and Pittsburgh, New York. Those are uh, those are the first round series we're we're going to see there, Gord. Uh, we're we're going to break them all down on Sunday. But I did want to give a, a couple of guys some some love here, and that's Pierre Engvall and, and Ilya Mikheyev. You know, Engvall he gets 15 goals on the year, and I'm not going to give him love because he got 15 goals. I'm going to give him love because of everything else he did. You just loved everything you got from that player this year, and I don't know that he took a huge leap in terms of what he can give you, but he gave it to you pretty much every single night, and consistency was just so big for him this year. And then Ilya Mikheyev, he finishes with 21 goals on the year. They showed it on the broadcast. He is the first guy since Matt Sundin as a Leaf to get four shorties and four power play goals, or at least four of each, uh, in a season. And no, I'm not calling Ilya Mikheyev Matt Sundin, but anytime you join a uh, you, you join a list with uh, the big Swede, number 13, uh, for this franchise, you're certainly doing some good things. So I wanted to give those guys uh, a little love before we wrapped up tonight. Yeah, and you know, and uh, I don't remember that the last few years talking so glowingly about someone on the, you know, beyond the first two lines and yep. and accomplishing that and and uh, you're 100% right not not saying they've always been on the they have been on the first two lines but I just mean that kind of depth the three lines that they provided throughout the season and you know to your point earlier about maybe maybe let's see the obvious maybe the Boston Bruins see the Leafs you know in in a way that's incredibly accurate that you know it's one thing okay they've had luck against Freddie Anderson and so they're going to play Carolina now Anti Ranta played last game, so that was huge. They had two injured goaltenders. Anti Ranta, you know, played the other night. So I got to think he probably will get the start. I don't think Freddie will be ready early on, so maybe it'll be Anti Ranta's take a run. And then when Freddie comes in, it would be if, you know, if, if something was going amiss. So anyway, that's part one. But the other, they're probably looking, the Bruins are, what you just said about Mikheyev and Engvall for starters. And you know what? When they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, that, that was Mike Babcock playing Austin Matthews 15 minutes a game and not 23. Mm-hmm. And they know that things have changed, that it's not the $6.5 million coach that said, oh, no, 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 the star of the team is me, and uh, I'm going to uh, I'm, I'm gonna coach it my way, and Patrick Marlowe will get those minutes because, you know, that's what I deem. He has to. Yeah, so I, I wonder in some ways, as much as we're kind of scratching our heads saying, why do they prefer Carolina over Toronto? That they're looking at, it and I go. This ain't the Toronto team we beat all the time. This is not that. So, so that may be the ultimate compliment. The fact that they really seemed by the lineup they put out tonight, no interest, no interest in winning the game, which would have meant the possibility of playing the Leafs and not the Carolina Hurricanes. I know I ripped off like 15 guys they sat, but I feel like I somehow understated it. Let me just list all the Bruins scratches tonight. Lindholm, McAvoy, Bergeron, Marshawn, Hall, Halla, Pasternak, and Grizzlick. None of them, none of them playing there. So just your entire first power play unit, uh, the perfection line, and uh, and and other guys, and your entire top six. Now that I actually look at it, with uh, with Halla, uh, Hall in, in there as well. Just incredible how little they wanted to do. And Gord, I think you nailed it. We pay super close attention to this Leafs team here. I'd argue if any core knows them well as well in the NHL, it is this Boston group. And by no means am I saying Patrice Bergeron is sitting there going, oh, no, this is a way better Leafs team. We can't. But 
he knows that this is not the Leafs team that they have rolled over and beaten in seven games uh, in the past here. So uh, I think there's definitely, definitely something to see. And, and who knows, the way, uh, the way things have gone for the Leafs, if they're able to squeak by Tampa in round one, who knows if Boston's there waiting uh, a little further on down the line. Gordo, it has been a fun regular season, but I would be lying if I said, uh, or I'd be lying if I didn't say, I'm happy it's over. Game 82 is in the books. The Leafs are in the playoffs, and they get going next week. It's been a ton of fun for the regular season. Anything before we wrap up tonight? Yeah, no, likewise, Brent, our first year together, it's been all kinds of fun. And, of course, Sam McKee and JR and other people that have been involved. And we just hope we're going to deepen the play, go deep in the playoffs. This is what you want to hear, whether it's on our station or our podcast throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Enjoy the Toronto Blue Jays. Treasure what the Toronto Raptors did. But this could be a real special summer, so we're going to be all over it. And that starts on Sunday at 12 noon with the playoff preview show. So lots of hockey talk. And I'm not done. I, I don't want to stop talking to you, Gord Stellick. I know you're going to be on vacations and stuff once this season is over. I need more time with Stellectricity in my life. So come on, Leafs. Get that round in. As you mentioned, Sam McKee, JR, we have had a ton of help uh, throughout the year. So thanks so much to everybody involved in that. Our guy, JR, keeping us on the air tonight. For Gord Stellick, I'm Brent Gunning. You've been listening to Leafs Nation Postgame on Sportsnet 590 Fan.